1: Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepix.com get100 and use code get100. That's code get100 at prizepix.com get100. For a first deposit matchup to $100. Prize picks. Daily fantasy sports made easy. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening whenever or wherever
0: you're watching or listening. This is the Osmo NHL DFS Strategy Show, and I'm your host, Michael Clifford, a.k.a. Slim Cliffy. Joining me for the next hour to bring break down this six-game slate that was a 10-game slate, our single-entry assassin, Mr. Joshua Harris. Josh, how are you doing this morning, buddy?
2: We're, uh, um, we're awake.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <No>.
0: <laughs> I'm here.
2: Uh, the slate is kind of weird now. Uh, down, you know, 40%. A couple other COVID issues. Yay, COVID. It's, like, it's super annoying. We have to talk about it because it's prevalent right now. But there is nothing I would rather do than not talk about it. But just the way the land right
0: now. Yeah, that's just kind of the way things are going. Um, It was a 10-game slate. We had four games postponed, down to six games. Um, I will say there is at least one more game tonight that's in doubt. That's Toronto-Vancouver. Toronto had uh, Tavares and Kerfoot pop positive. Uh, It was either early yesterday afternoon or or Thursday night. Uh, And then late last night, um, both Wayne Simmons and Jason Spezza pop positive as well. Funny thing about Spezza, he had a six game suspension reduced down to four games, which like I'd have to go back and look at how many suspensions Gary Bettman has reduced in his tenure as commissioner. It cannot be very many. So it struck me as very coincidental that um, Jason Spezza would have his suspension reduced in time to be able to play tonight. Uh, But he's not playing. He's in COVID protocols now. So that's four players from the Leafs, at least. There's a couple on the Vancouver side. So that's definitely one game that we have to watch. Um, It's just a fact of life. We're going to have to deal with this. Just please pay attention to the news. If you're a subscriber, uh, pay attention to our Discord. We're definitely going to be updating lineups all through the day. Um, If you're not uh, an Osmo subscriber, uh, you can find me on Twitter, at Slim Cliffy, and my NHL Twitter list. Will have it has like 140 beat writers or something like that. Uh, you can follow that to try and keep up on the news because there is sure to be a lot during the day. Um, let's talk about last night, real quick. I did not do well last night. I saw uh, one of our uh, one of our watchers actually did very well last night. He uh, Orzova 64 took down the daily dollar, um, stacked Arizona one. Uh, Air, Josh, or not Josh, Jake was high on Arizona, higher on Arizona than we were yesterday, but stacked, Arizona won and had uh, uh, Winnipeg uh, won with their, uh, on there with them, sorry, and also had, you know, Washington and all, and some good stuff like that. So a uh, very good night, Orzova. Uh, congrats on your first place. That's uh, a job very well done on a slate short like this. How did you do last night, Josh? One off. All right,
2: I didn't one off. I had Hampus Lindholm in my lineup, so uh, yeah, he had two, he had thirty nine point eight DK points last night at under two percent. So, despite Gibson giving up one hundred and forty four goals last night, I did well because I also had Pit one Ducks two Hampus Lindholm.
1: Move on, you know.
2: It you know if it, if I didn't have Hampus Lindholm, I would have been out of the cash. But he ended up moving to power play one because i don't know drysdale wasn't having a great game or whatever he had a shot at the hat trick in overtime but that would have been quite the scene but you know gibson couldn't stop a nosebleed last night
0: i'm trying to think of um the last defenseman hat trick i know mike green had one of it was what?
2: it was that guy in florida he was like Min Price.
0: Oh, yeah, it was, it was the Mark Pissick Mark yeah. hat trick night, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Oh, my God. Yeah, Mark Mark Pissick and Mike Green, the last two defensemen with hat-tricks. How about that? Um, yeah, so I didn't do well. Good job for you, Josh. Good job, Orzova. Hopefully, we can get uh, some more winners. Oh, I should mention Henry. Henry296, uh, one of our awesome subscribers, crushed it in tears last night. He plays a lot of tears. I've never really got into those. I used to play them... Uh, for e or not esports, for uh, NFL sometimes when I was just jumping in NFL and I didn't really know anything this was a few years ago I don't play tears that much anymore do you do you jump into them at all Josh
2: I always forget that they're a thing <laughs> so like my brother plays tears all the time and he has success and I always say like oh I'm going to get into it and then I always forget
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, I I feel like I'm the the same way when I want to jump to a different DFS site or something like that. I'm I'm always like, yeah, I'm going to go play. And then I just never, I always forget about it. But anyways, uh, we do have to move on. We still have uh, six games we have to talk about here tonight. Um, Six game, this is a six game slate. There are a lot of, I don't want to say big favorites, but there are a lot of high totals. Um, One, two, three of the six games opened at a six and a half total Edmonton Seattle open six and a half Ottawa Philly open six and a half Toronto Vancouver also open six and a half but that's come down um with the COVID news obviously so they're expecting a lot of goals here tonight does does um do you look for goal totals like were you will you obviously follow the, the six and a half totals as opposed to the five and a half when you're building your single lineup. Um, if, if there's a line in a five and a half, you know, game or a 2.8, 2.5 implied goal total, like, will you play them? Or are you somebody that really tries to adhere to just sticking with the high implied goal totals?
2: Um, for answer that, we need to wake up a little bit. We got our, we got our bang. There Saturday morning, non-fantasy sponsor, non-officially bang energy.
0: Listen to that sound. Nothing like.
1: How does that taste so good? There's no sugar. Anyway,
2: (laughs) so when I go through my initial run, I will look at the, um, you know, the the higher totals first, obviously, and I then I work through the lower totals. But you you have to think like if there's a small total on the road, not like Arizona Coyotes low, like two point five. 2.6, 2.6, and the team is pretty heavy top-loaded, and I like that top line, then yeah, I'll definitely consider them, but for the most part, my first priority is getting, is going to these really high total games and seeing what I like out of them first. Obviously, if you watch the show, you know I'm always interested in some five and a half, so just, It just happens. Yeah. It is what it is. Like is. I'll disagree with Vegas. Vegas isn't, you know... I mean, they're usually more right than they are wrong, but they're There are times where I really like both sides of a five and a half game and it works out. But generally on these, you know, medium sized slates, I'll gravitate towards these high totals.
0: Yeah, I'm the same way. Like I won't I won't just exclude a line because it's in a two point five total game or something like that. Right. But I'll definitely, you know, on tonight's slate, Edmonton uh, and Philadelphia, Toronto, those are the teams that are obviously going to draw some attention. So I agree with you. And also one thing I want to mention is one of our subscribers asked yesterday in our discord about following line movement and stuff like that during the, during the day. And what I'll say is, I think I mentioned this on a show earlier in the season, but I'll mention it again here today. I do like to follow line movement because I, I think it's a good barometer of looking for higher and lower ownership. So like, let's say we have the Carolina top line coming in tonight at 15%. Uh, And I look at the line Vegas line movement and I see people are just steaming Carolina. Like the line is getting really long on them. Then maybe Carolina one isn't 15%, maybe it's 20% or 23% or something like that. Uh, And then on the other side, like Los Angeles one, if it was a 10% line, maybe that's coming in at 7% or 6% or something like that. So I look for line movement uh, in, in the Vegas totals to tell me where ownership might be higher or lower than where, where we have them projected Um, I think that's one good way to use some of the Vegas totals. Um, But as you said, I I think it's only natural to gravitate towards the higher implied gold totals uh, on each slate. But we do have uh, six games to talk about before we get too much further. uh, People are starting to pile into the chat. Uh, If you could throw us a thumbs up, really makes us look good for our bosses. Click the subscribe button. We are almost at 69,000 subscribers That Vaunted. Uh, goal of ours um click the bell if you want to get uh, alerts uh whenever we do go on the air we have shows going on basically all day long uh for a variety of sports so be sure to click that bell and thank you again to yahoo fantasy they are a sponsor they have been all season long and they've been very good to us so thank you again to yahoo fantasy um check out what we have up on the site for free today almost every day we have uh free premium tools and data up on the site. Uh, today is no exception. We have week 15 NFL top stacks. We also have our NHL top stacks up on the site. We have NBA ownership rankings and we have UFC pro plays. So whether you're playing NFL, NBA, NHL, or UFC, we have you covered today. And we, we have our NHL top stacks free up on the site. So if you want to check out the top stacks when we talk about them, just check it, just head on over to Osmo. Dot com and see what our top stacks are all about all right let's get to this first game josh we have ottawa with a 2.9 implied goal total they're going into philadelphia the flyers have a 3.8 implied goal total uh that is an exceptionally high goal total on the philadelphia flyers i will say one thing i've been looking through some of their numbers and like it seems like they've been getting better since since alivino got fired Now (laughs) i I, I wanted to set you up because I knew that was exactly what you were (laughs) going to say There's something similar to it. Um, But they have had an easy schedule over those games. That's one thing I want to mention. Like, I think Montreal was in there. I I think a trip to Arizona was in there if I'm not mistaken or something, but it's the Ottawa senators in town tonight. It's another, you know, fairly soft defensive matchup. So um they have been playing well against soft competition but it's soft competition again here tonight um but that being said seeing what ottawa did just the other night uh putting up eight goals on florida i think there's definitely there are definitely things to like on both sides here so what do you like josh
2: yeah i mean 3.8 total is the highest total on the slate like i think yeah yeah. It's the highest highest soil on the slate, and I'm sitting here going, I, I don't know if I want to full stack anything. You know what I mean? Like, do I really want to play Scott Lawton? Not really. I, I would use that full second line, but the power play correlation isn't great. Like, I, I think I just want to stick to like Katorier Connect and maybe eight, add in like a James Van Reenstyke, something like that. Um, you know. I wish they had a better power play quarterback than Keith Yandel right now. Like, like, honestly, like, what do you do there? It's it's kind of like the Tyson Barry situation in Edmonton. You just don't want to play the guy. 3,500 is reasonable, I guess, but like, he's super dependent on the power play. He's not really going to do anything else. He just kind of hangs out on the power play and maybe gets an assist. So like for me, Keturye, Konechny is probably my favorite two-man. If you want to full stack that second line, I think that's fine. You know, uh, Lindblom, Atkinson on the second power play. You could put in, you know, Rasmussen just with them or Ivan Kroveroff get a little bit more. Like, or the Flyers kind of split up their power plays time. The top unit gets a little bit more, but it's not like, you know, Colorado or or Boston. So, you know... For, for it being a 3.8 total, I'm not super excited about much, you know, like, oh, yeah, like, I got to jam in the Flyers tonight. Like, I'm not getting that feeling. Like, I, I kind of like the Ottawa side more, you know, like Ottawa, terrible defensively, but we don't play players for their defensive prowess. Like, that top line for Ottawa has been, you know, absolutely crazy lately, fully correlated. They are going to get that Katori matchup, which does worry me a little bit. Um, but. It's a six-game slate, so you, you definitely got to consider it. I do also like that second line. Like, I'm probably the biggest Alex Fomenton fan on the planet besides his parents. So, you know, that, that line is super cheap. It's a decent filler. Uh, you know, I've talked about it. Like, I want to take advantage of Giroux at center. Like, he's not an NHL-caliber center at this point in his career. Like, he was early in his career. Obviously, he was a great great player, but he's, he's definitely better – suited for the wing right now uh so i, I do like ottawa two as a filler ottawa one for sure and the top six of the flyers and james ran like is a good one off
0: yeah it's it's the ottawa side i want to talk about first and it's that second line with alex formenton on it and he's alex formenton is he's one of their prospects that they were high on i think they were higher on him than most people were but the consensus on him as a prospect was if he makes it to the NHL, he's probably going to be pretty good. Like it was one of those things, like either he's going to be good or he's just going to be a complete bust. Like he's not going to hang around for a few seasons or something like that. So that he got to the NHL in fairly quick time and is up on the second line is a good sign. Now, you know, it's the Ottawa Senators, their bottom team. So maybe he'd be up there anyway. But um, that second line since the return from their COVID pause on on November 22nd, 57 shot attempts per 60 minutes, 56% of the shot share, 29 scoring chances per 60 minutes, 59% of the shot share. That Ottawa's second line has been very, very good uh, since they returned from their COVID pause. Um, So I think that second line is just fine as a filler stack here tonight for Ottawa. I'm not on the top line. And um, the reason I'm not on the top line is that it's a complete shooting binge for them. They're not really playing well. Uh, since that return on November 22nd, 44% of the shots, 43% of the scoring chances, they're shooting 18%. That's kind of that's kind of the whole gambit here is that they're shooting twice, probably twice the rate that they should be. So I don't want to keep relying on a line that isn't really generating offense to keep shooting 15 to 20%, which is completely and wholly unsustainable. So I like Ottawa too, a lot better here in this game. Philly won in their last 50 minutes, 71 shot attempts and 34 scoring chances per 60 minutes. They've really started to turn the corner offensively. Uh, so I like the couturier Connecty line here uh, on the Philly side quite a bit. Uh, still have those duo, that duo together on the power play. They're very, uh, they're still very reasonably priced because Travis is still under 5K. Um, if you want a three-man with Scott Lawton, I think that's just fine because like Scott Lawton's fit in well. Like I don't think he brings a lot to that line, but he's not taking anything away from them. You know what he's, I mean? So for three K. Yeah, he's, a, he's the Dryden Hunt over there. For 3K, it's perfectly fine to throw him in. If you don't want to put him in, then take him out. Uh, either is fine. So uh, Philly 1, Ottawa 2 for me in this game. I think Philly 2 is also in play for me. But as a filler stack, I would rather just take the low own, lower own Ottawa side. Um, I think Ottawa 3 might be in play here. Like, on... A couple nights ago, we we were on Montreal 3 because they were up against that Philly third line. That Philly third line sucks. Like, I'm sorry. There's just no other way to frame it. They suck. I think that Ottawa third line can do some damage. They're just not super good. Like, so I'd say one-off, maybe a one-off Tyler Ennis or something like that. Or, you know, a one-off Zach Sanford. They're all correlated on the power play together. That's all I'm going to say. That Philly third line, I'm sick of them. They're just awful. So Philly one, Ottawa two for me. On the blue line, Nikita Zaitsev was injured in Ottawa's last game. So we'll see what the lineup looks like at at Morning Skate today. I'm assuming your boy, the Zub, uh, heads back to the top pair, and I will absolutely be playing the Zub if he's on the top pair pair for 2,600. What do
2: you think, Josh? Oh, yeah. If he's up there with Chabot not even thinking about it first person i'm putting in (laughs) the zoo (laughs) first person yeah i like it It, just boom arm zoo and then uh on the flyer side you know you can correlate with the power play you know yandel is whatever he is at this point but 3500 for power play correlation i guess is fine um Rasmussen's 1st line in secondary power play at the time at 3K. Justin Braun, 2.9. Travis Sandheim, 3.1. You have a preference for a punt there. Play them. They're all fine.
0: Yeah, I think my preference might be Braun on the Philly side, but I do think Zub just is the better um, – just is the best – yeah. might be the best, best punt defenseman on the slate.
2: So, yeah. I mean, I don't even – we haven't even looked at the other five games, and I will confirm that.
0: That's how confident we are in our boy, the zoo. All right, let's get to this next game. Los Angeles Kings, 2.7 implied goal total. They're going into Carolina. The Carolina Hurricanes have a 3.0 implied goal total. Uh, We don't really have uh, a beat on the Carolina lines right now because obviously they're missing a lot of guys due to COVID and they were on the road from their last game, so they didn't practice yesterday. So as we sit here, 920 Eastern, in the morning, we just don't have Carolina lines. Assuming that they just run back the three lines that they had the last game, their ice time split was basically twenty-three minutes for the top line, twenty minutes for the second line, and sixteen minutes for the third line. So, I know we don't we say don't play third lines here, but you know uh, they're going to get sixteen or seventeen minutes here tonight, assuming they go with nine or ten forwards again. So, I, I think that's a third line that would absolutely be in play. Um, I think there might be something to play on both sides here. What do you think, Josh?
2: Yeah. I'm not really sure how they're going to match up at home with all this madness going on. Um, Like, I initially was like, you know what? LA two probably going to be a pretty good play. But like, if they end up into like Tebu Taravainen, yes for Foss. I know Cock is what he is at this point, like not super great defensively, but like, yes, for Foss is good defense forward. Terra Vine is a great player. So I'm not, I'm not exactly sure what I want to do with the Kings here. Like, I think I need more information on the hurricanes to see maybe if they're actually going to be able to, you know, call up some people and have a full roster or what's going on there. But like, as it stands, like Kings two is cheap enough where, you know, Despite any tough matchup, I think I still want to play them. They're a very good line. They generate a ton of chances. Uh, so they got – you know, I have followed now in the top power play. Carolina takes a bunch of penalties. Um, they're going to be – you know, they're going to be miss, – they're missing a bunch of players. So they're – you know, chances are they're still going to take a lot of penalties. So, you know, I, I do like that Kings second line more than the top line. Um Unless you know we get you know morning news that it's Kempe Kopitar Kaliev and then you know,
0: then we'd be excited.
2: Yeah, then then it's like you know what we're just gonna Josh sack the Kings on the road in the two point seven we're just gonna put in the zoo. Well, no, 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 not gonna do that. This is that's a joke. I I think (laughs) I I think I think (laughs) think. no, but like assuming the lines are what they are what they were before L A two and then you know listen if. Carolina's going to be shorthanded, at least from, from a number standpoint. Like, that top line is going to play over 25 minutes again. Uh, so, or 23, 25, whatever they played last time. They're still cheap. Uh, if they get Kopitar matchup, that, that's another reason to play them. Um, so, yeah, like Nino, Trocek, Natchez, you want to play that second line, that's perfectly fine as well. Like, they're a good filler. Uh, at 5,800. Yes, Barry, Cockney, the Emmy. you know, he's only 2,700, so that's fine. Yes, for Foss, min price, like, yes, for Foss isn't going to hurt you up there. Like, he's not some, like, epic goal scorer, but he can hold his own in the top six. So, if you need a filler, I don't mind that second line. You want to even move down the lineup and pick some players out from there as one offs. So I think that's fine. But, honestly, here we are in a five-and-a-half, and I like both sides. <laughs> Yeah, I mean,
0: it's just the state of the NHL right now where I'm thinking, should I get Derek Stepan in my lineup tonight? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, like, I think it's a legitimate question to ask whether that Carolina three line playing 16, 17 minutes going into that, you know, somewhat bad Los Angeles three line isn't a ba- is a good matchup for them. So, like, I agree with you. I think there is stuff to like on both sides here. I will say. Um, I might go back to the Kings too, well, because I'm not as big on Kacanemi as a defensive center um, as some other people. I still think there is. I think he's going to be a good defensive center. I just think there's still work to be done. And in fact, if you look at his at his defensive impacts by expected goals against, they're above average, but it's not even a standard deviation above. So it's not like he's you know top line or second second line impacts that. Is he's fine. So like. I think that King's second line, you know, we talked about them in our last show, generating, I think it was about 80 shot attempts per 60 minutes, like a low-grade penalty kill. Um, That King's second line is, of course, perfectly fine in this game. The King's top line has, like we've talked about it of late, um, has been looking better um, in recent games. Uh, Their last three weeks, 57% of the shot attempts, 53% of the scoring chances they've been pretty good. So, um, I think it's a tough matchup for both top lines here. Uh, I do like the Kings' second line. I, I like the Carolina top line. Cause let's face it, man, if it's a tight game and they're going with nine or 10 forwards, they're probably going to play 23 to 25 minutes here. So it, it feels real, real dumb to not strongly consider a top line that is going to play 22, 23, 24, 25 minutes here tonight. So, um, Strongly consider the top line for Carolina. Also like uh, the Kings second line. I think the Carolina third line is also in play. If you really want to get uh, funky with your lineups, I don't think I'm going to be going that far down though. Um, Brett Pesci on the blue line, definitely in play for me. Um, Sean Dersey got some PP one minutes uh, without Drew Doughty for Los Angeles. So I think Dersey definitely in play for the Kings. Uh, Dursey and Pesci for me, anybody else stick out to you?
2: Yeah, the most expensive D-man on the Kings is Matt Roy right now at 3600 So, like, like any of them are in play. I think I'd go, like, Dursey, then Roy, then Mata, I think would be the three that I would focus on if you're looking to put Kings in your lineup. I think Tony D is an interesting play. Like, the last time, he's still overpriced. So, you know, getting him in, he's probably going to be pretty low. Jacob Slavin, fine. Uh, Brett Pesci, for sure. Brady Shea, under 3K, depending on what you need, you know. So, a lot of D-men.
0: cheap. Yeah. What do you think about Tony D as a one-off here? Because I know we say we don't really like to one-off power play one defenseman unless they're peripheral guys like a Yossi or something like that. Now, Tony D'Angelo, not really a peripheral guy. But, I mean, let's face it, he's by far the best puck mover they have on the blue line. And if they only have nine or ten forwards, there are only so many players he can actually pass the puck to. So, it seems like if they have a big offensive night, he's going to be involved in a lot of the goals, wouldn't he?
2: Yeah, I mean, like, Tony D moves around the NHL a lot, and it's not because of his hockey skills. You know, I tried fighting Alexander Yorgiev last year or whatever it was. So, like, listen, he shoots the puck. He doesn't block many shots. He, you know he's a little baby girl, doesn't want to get in front of the rubber. Um, So, but he does shoot, uh, he'll be involved. So I actually, you know, like I like sometimes putting in overpriced defensemen in my lineup because they sometimes go overlooked and he's going to get a ton of minutes tonight.
0: That's one thing I, I, I'm glad you brought up because it's something I do as well. And it's something I think Seth Jones for me really fits that bill. It's like, When I play Seth Jones, I'm not necessarily looking for 30 DK points from him. It's just that I know I'm probably going to get like 15 to 18 for sure from him. You know what I mean? Um, So I'm glad you brought that up because that's a pretty good point. In net, um, I don't know what you think about the goalies here. I think Jonathan Quick, if he plays, makes a lot of sense. What do you think? Yeah, Quick is like.
2: Well, there you have it. You could get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voila prohibited
1: by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: You know, kicking it back to 2014 here, man. He's been out of his mind this season. So yeah, 7,200 Johnny quick, uh, definitely in play for me. Freddie at 82 is probably going to be a pass. It's just, you know, with this team, with so many things going on and, amount of penalties Carolina takes like I don't know seems seems a bit steep
0: yeah it is uh I agree with you on Jonathan Quick. I like him here tonight bowl season is here uh I actually do like watching the college bowls that's something that I always have on in the background not a big college football fan personally but I do really enjoy bowl season bowl season is here and you can use promo code bowl season that's all caps, all one word bowl season to get full access to our college football DFS projections for 50% off every bowl game. That's $25 with the promo code bowl season, all caps, all one word. Click the link below to activate this promo. This offer is valid only through Wednesday, December 22nd. So that's this coming Wednesday, get 50% off uh, every bowl game. That's bowl season, all caps, all one word click the link in the description below. All right, let's get to this next game. This is the one, at least as we sit here um, at 9.30 Eastern in the morning, this is the one that I think has the most uh, concerns about being postponed and is Toronto with a 3.6 implied goal total going into Vancouver. The Canucks have a 3.1 total. Alex Kurtfoot and John Tavares uh, hit the protocol list a couple of days ago for Toronto. And then late last night, like I'm talking around midnight Eastern, uh, Jason Spezza and Wayne Simmons both hit the COVID protocol list for Toronto. So that's four guys in the last 48 hours for the team. I suspect there are going to be more positives throughout the day today. So it's just one spot we have to really keep a close eye on. for news. I don't know what the lines are going to look like. Like, they still have their top line of bunting Matthews Kasha um, intact, assuming none of those guys uh, pop positive here today. It's the entire second line that's missing, And I, except for William Nylander, and I don't know how that's going to line up. I have it as Richie, David Kampf, and William Nylander on the second line right now. That strikes me as a very bad line. Um, maybe if they put, like, Camp Engvall, Nylander, or something like that. That's a line that could do well together. I Soup. think.
2: Super my move up.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, a McKeever, Engvall, Nylander line uh, could do well. I think. I'm just scared they move up, especially Nick Ritchie, and then that just drags that whole line down to hell with it. So, um, as we sit here on Sunday, on Saturday morning, what do you think of this game, Josh?
2: Matthews is going to play like. 38 minutes tonight i think if assuming this game plays um i wouldn't be shocked to see them move willie nylander up with matthews and just be like you know what f it
0: stack the line and just handle it if you can
2: yeah yeah i can see that like i want to see lines here but like obviously if this game does play very interested in matthews going to get a lot of uh Bohorvat Neils Hoglander and that line actually has been pretty good um since Brucey baby took over but um
0: i just want to mention one thing Jason Dickinson was moved back to that line in their last yeah, game and r- the numbers with wrong. the numbers with Dickinson are a fair bit worse
2: every time i hear the last name dickinson i think of that saturday night live skit <laughs> with uh the uh, the cowbell skit
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, with the music producer, yeah, yeah.
2: Bruce Dickinson. I put Bruce my Dickinson. pants on one leg at a time, just like you. When they're on, I make gold records. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> Jake. I know you don't get that reference. It's okay. Um, Matthews for me is definitely in play. Uh, if they move Nylander up, I'm definitely interested in Matthews Nylander. Um As it stands. I'm probably going to figure out a way to get Matthews in my lineup tonight. Um, if it's with Kasha, it's with Kasha. If it's with Nylander, it's with Nylander. If the game plays. Um, that does put me on to some of the Vancouver side, depending on the lines here. Like, if Nick Ritchie's in the top six, probably interested in JT Miller, Brock Besser. Uh, also interested in, you know, Pedersen-Garland. Yeah. Um, I Like, it, it really just depends on lines here. But, you know, it's going to be that second and third lines for Vancouver I'm going to have some interest in. It just depends what they do on the line. Because if there's like, you know, there could be a good defensive line down there for the, for the Leafs, depending on how they put it together. And I just want to see that first. But whatever line Nick Ritchie's on is probably the one I want to attack. Uh, so we, we just got to see lines here. And, you know, uh, if, if you're in our Discord, you know, ask me later on Twitter, shoot me a message. Uh, so, you know, it, it's going to be Miller-Besser or Patterson-Garland. Um, I'm hoping it's Patterson-Garland because Garland has been shooting a lot. Uh, I know Brock Besser has been scoring a lot lately. Um, so I am a bit concerned. Maybe he's, you know, that line is a bit over-leveraged just because they fully correlate on the power play. So, you know. It's going to be Vancouver two or three, and then you know definitely Matthews. We got to see how the lines line up.
0: Yeah, uh, flat out, I love the Matthews line here tonight. Um, he's the guy. I he's the first guy I put in the power Place article. I'm going to be writing that a little bit later. Uh, it'll be free up on Osmo.com. Um, he was the first guy I put uh, in my power plays article. He's going to get a ton of minutes tonight without John Tavares. Like he's probably. He, Like Trochek, I think Matthews is a threat to play upwards of 25 minutes here tonight. So, and as I mentioned, with Jason Dickinson playing with Bo Horvat, they only control 45% of the shots, 42% of the scoring chances. I think Bruce Boudreaux can make them better, but that would be an absolute miracle to make them good enough to contain Austin Matthews. (laughs) (laughs) So I but I agree with you that I would want to play the Miller, the JT Miller, Brock Besser. Tanner Pearson line I like that's my favorite line in this game here tonight um, because they're probably going to go up against whatever that second line is for Toronto and if it, it like you said if Camp and Rich, Richie are up there it's not going to be very good so uh, and all three of them are correlated on the power on the Quinn Hughes power play as well right not like Toronto has a great or has a bad penalty kill it's actually been good but you know we'll see what penalty killers they actually have in the lineup here tonight uh, so I do like the Toronto top line a lot. One, Austin Matthews one-off, I think is perfectly fine. My favorite line in this game is the Miller-Besser-Pearson line. Um, for now, at least. We'll see what the what the lineups look like. But I'm assuming they're going to get fairly soft second and third line matchups from Toronto here tonight. So it's the JT Miller line for me. Um, on the blue line, Quinn Hughes really sticks out for me. I think he's fine as a one-off here tonight. Like, that guy has been playing 26, 27 minutes of late. Like, any defenseman playing that many minutes is, is a one-off for me. I know we say don't normally one-off Quinn Hughes, but that's when he's playing 19 or 20, not 27 minutes a yeah.
2: Quinn Hughes, for sure, if you're using JT, Miller, Besser, Tyler Myers, if you're using Patterson Garland. Um... I don't even know who that third pair like I know who Noah Uselin is. I don't know who Guillermo Brissellani is. So yeah. Stick to Hughes and Myers and OEL if you like. On the on the Toronto side. Honestly, Morgan Riley.
0: Yeah, um, all right. I think that's about it from that. Like,
2: what has happened to me? Like I love Pit One and I like Morgan Riley now. Like
0: Yeah, you're turning into Jake is what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. I guess he doesn't love Morgan Raleigh, This face well. is not turning
2: into Jake. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, hey, none of our faces yeah. are turning into the Jake Harry face. I mean, <laughs> let's get that out right away. Um, we have partnered with Yahoo fantasy this NHL season to bring you some great offers. Check out our exclusive limited time offer, which gets you one free month of Osmo plus platinum. Just click the link to just click the link below to redeem it. If you need immediate access. Email support at osmo.com will get you set up right away. You can also receive up to a hundred dollar first match deposit bonus with Yahoo as part of their 12 days of winning when you use the promo code Xmas 100. That's Xmas 100, all caps, all one word, X M A S, and the number 100 for up to a $100 first match deposit bonus. Yahoo will be featuring daily contests with guaranteed payouts for everyone, including tonight's 2K awesome old free roll which you can enter below free money down below make sure to use our dfs tools and projections designed specifically for yahoo to give yourself the best shot at winning big uh that's promo code xmas100 all caps all one word xmas and the number 100 for up to a 100 dollar first match deposit bonus all right let's get to this next game New Jersey Devils, 2.8 implied goal total. They're going into Detroit. The Detroit Red Wings have a 3.4 implied goal total. And I'll tell you, this is a game that brings a lot of interest for me. Uh, It's not one of the six and a half games, but it is sitting at a six total. I think there are lines on both sides that I'd want to play here. Josh, what do you think?
2: I have the lineup builder up and I'm seeing Mark Stahl second line right wing
0: right now. I mean, he very well could be. No, he's not placing <laughs> no. that right wing.
2: Who's uh, it supposed to be?
0: Um, what they had me going with 11 uh, 11. Oh, 11 four. 7. Said, oh yeah, 11 4. So he's Mark just, Stahl. you know, yeah. <laughs> hey,
2: um, yeah, I like Detroit 1 here. Um. Both top lines in this game, to be honest. I wouldn't game stack both top lines together, obviously, but um, Detroit won fully correlated. Lucas Raymond's still under 5K. You know, that line's not super expensive, fully correlated. They got a, a three, over three total. So, you know, the devil's line's not super great defensively. Jack Hughes has, hasn't, has I know he scored. He almost scored twice. It was offsides, but uh, him, def- like their defensive numbers just, don't inspire much confidence in me. So I I really do like Detroit one here. Um, I would imagine a lot of people are going to like Detroit one here. We don't have ownership up yet, but I would imagine they're going to be pretty popular tonight. Uh, I also, you know, they don't really send out that top line, although Rasmussen's out. So they you might see top line versus top line. Um, So they are going to get, probably a fair bit of the hughes brat soccer line. Um, Orkin line is very high event, so if you are not using Detroit 1, I think you definitely can use Devils 1 here. Uh, you you want to go to that second line, Mercer, Janssen, Tatar. The, the wings are going 11-7, so there's going to be some pretty funky combos. I don't mind Devils 2 here as a, as a filler. Um, but for me, I, I think my favorite line in this game is Detroit 1.
0: Yeah, uh, it's probably both top lines that are of interest here for me. And as you mentioned, that Detroit third line uh, typically takes the top competition. Uh, when Detroit is at home, that's going to mean the top line for New Jersey here. And then they send out the top line versus the third and fourth lines to give them the easiest competition possible. That's going to leave New Jersey, too, going up against Detroit, too. And I don't know what's going on with Detroit too, but their numbers without Robbie Fabry are AHL numbers, 37% shot share, 37% of the scoring chances, 73 shot attempts allowed per 60 minutes. That's the Detroit second line. They are atrocious. And I, you know, Dawson Mercer has been one of our favorites here at uh, Osimo all season long. And I was worried what Mercer's numbers would look like without Jesper Bratt. Now that Jesper Bratt's on the top line, he's still been really good without Jesper Bratt. 62 shot attempts per 60 minutes, 64% of the shot share. That New Jersey second line is my favorite filler line on the entire slate here. I think they're going to tear apart that Detroit second line, which hasn't been... They, like, if you're going 11-7, you're going to have to keep rotating wingers in there, and they haven't been able to put together a good combination since they broke up the Zadina-Fabri-Suter line a, a, about six weeks ago. They just haven't. So, I absolutely love that New Jersey second line here tonight. Uh, you know, 2.8 total, so it's not like you know we're recommending the Kings second line of that 2.5 total. It's it, They're expecting some more goals here, so... The New Jersey second line for me on the devil side, the Detroit top line for me on the Detroit side. Um, as far as the third lines go, I don't think I want to play either of them. Um, New Jersey's third line, not very good. 46% shot share. I noticed um, with Sharon Govich and Koukkanen so far this year. So um, not sure I want to get down to that third line. They're going to get down they're going to get the Detroit one matchup anyway with Michael Rasmussen out. I don't know if I want to go to the Detroit third line either. So I think the depth lines are out for me here. So New Jersey two, Detroit one on the blue line with no PK Subban and with no Ryan Graves, Damon Severson played, I think it was like 28 minutes in his last game. So yeah, Damon Severson absolutely in play here. Anybody else stick out to you?
2: Yeah. As long as Ty Smith is with Dougie Hamilton, I think he's in play at 2,600. Not very good defensive defenseman, but he has some offensive upside. Uh, On the Detroit side, Maurice Cedar. That's probably about it. Like, chronic is getting up there in price. I'd rather just play Cedar.
0: Yeah, um, I agree with you on Cedar. All right, let's keep this moving along, man. Um, we have uh, a tool up on the site called Odd Shopper, and I very much recommend anybody going to check it out, oddshopper.com. Um, if you're into sports betting in the United States, um, it's a very valuable tool to help you find the best line possible for player props, uh, for game lines, for totals, whether NFL or NBA. I think they're adding NHL here shortly. Um there is, it is just one of the best tools possible to help you maximize your ROI because uh, if you're not shopping for the best lines, uh, you're le- definitely leaving money on the table. And Odd Shopper is a free tool at Osmo that we offer to help people um, get get the best lines possible because it is very important when it comes to long-term profitability that you do look for the best lines that you can. So please check out oddshopper.com, it's free. Um, even if you're not a better, like I said, it's it's a good way. To, it, it can help you follow line movement and things like that uh, for ownership. Uh, so you don't even need it uh, to be a better to get some utility out of it. All right, let's move this along. We got about 10 minutes left. A couple games to get through. Not a big problem here. Chicago, 2.5 implied goal total. They're going into Dallas. Dallas Stars have a 3.2 implied goal total. Now, both these teams played last night. Um, I The big news, I think, there's some pretty important line changes to note here. Um, Rope Hintz was moved off the Pavelski-Robertson line, and Jamie Benn was moved up in his place. Rope Hintz is now playing with T- Tyler Sagan and Dennis Gurianoff, or at least that's how they finished the game. On the Chicago side, they moved Dominic Kubelik up to play with Brandon Hagel and Jonathan Taves. So now you have Kubalik and Hagel playing with Taves on the second line. That kind of looks good to me, too. So, you know, Dallas was a one-line team before. I think moving hits down the lineup changes that equation a little bit. Um, Chicago was a one-line team before. I think moving Kubelik, uh with Taves and Hagel changes that equation as well. So what do you think here, Josh?
2: Yeah, and unfortunately, both these teams are on a back-to-back, so we won't get any lineup news until pre-game yeah, and this is not a 7 p.m. Eastern start, so <laughs> yay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yep. Like, Dallas looked awful last night, so I think they're just searching. I wouldn't be shocked to see them go back to robertson hintz Pavelski.
0: Um I think at the worst case, they'll yeah. probably play the power play together, right? Yeah. So even if they're broken up at even strength, they'd play the power play together.
2: Yeah, so, I mean, it's it's hard to say because, like, hence Sagan-Gurionov would definitely interest me. I just don't know. We won't know until 7.30. And, you know, you're just not going to build lineups going, yeah, let's jam in Gurionov, you know, hence Sagan, because, you know, Gurionov could be sent to the Gulag in pregame warm-ups and he'll play his seven minutes again. So, yeah. you just don't know. I think... I think what you can do because there's, you know, there's some expensive, like the later game tonight is pretty expensive, especially from the Oilers side. I think you can build Dallas one, the original Dallas, like Robertson, Hintz Pavelski, and you see, you build a lineup with like Edmonton and Dallas or something like that. And if, you know, you see in warmups, you know, there's a line that you like, you can just completely redo your lineup, put in, You know, if it's Gurionov, Hintz, and Sagan, it's not too expensive, and then you can get in maybe like, you know, McDavid with whoever. That's something you need to mess around with, with salary, but I'm going to just assume that it's going to be Robertson, Hintz, Pavelski to start. Um, And I'm interested in that line. They burned a a lot of people last night. They weren't super high-owned, but, you know, they weren't great. We'll see what happens. like, Charlie Lindgren actually, like, May actually be the Blues' best goalie. Um, so, who knows? Maybe they ran into a hot goalie. It was Hints first game back, so maybe they didn't want to give him a huge workload. I don't know. Like, I'm not the coach. I, you know, Rick Bowness, whatever. But uh, Dallas won. Assuming they're together interests me. Uh, if it is Gurianov hints, Sagan, definitely going to interest me. Uh, if it's Hagel, Taze, Kubelik, definitely going to interest me. The problem is we just won't know and both these teams are on a back-to-back and normally if this was like a 10 the original 10 game slate it was supposed to be I'd just be like yeah I'll look elsewhere but it's a six game slate we got to pay attention to this one so I think you know you got to write down or whatever you do like you got to star them and just come back and hope you have a, like a couple late lineups and you can adjust to what you need or what you want to play but it's kind of hard not knowing what's going to happen with these lines until seven thirty Eastern.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's it's kind of hard to say because, like, I agree with you. I would probably play the Taves kubelik hagel line here as a filler if I knew it was going to be a line. But if you know Kubalie's going to be on the third line in warm ups, then I, that's not something I would want to, I'd want. I'd absolutely want to do. Um, I think on the Dallas side of things, I would. I agree with you. I just stack hints Robertson Pavelski. Um, I have Jason Robertson coming up in my Power Plays article um, as a good value here today. I would probably just play it safe. If you do want it, if you're playing 150, or if you know you're playing 20 maxi and you want to get it, you want to take a chance on a late lineup. Um, yeah, I do think Sagan and Hints and Gurianov would make a nice three man. Um, it's just you know if they're not aligned, you're probably gonna to have to switch to something from Seattle and then that's not exactly what you're looking for. Yeah, so uh, it's just tough to recommend right now. I'll just say I like old Dallas one in this game. On the blue line, our old buddy Yanni Hockenpah played the second most of any Dallas defenseman last night behind John Klingberg. He played over 23 minutes. Uh, I guess Hockenpah definitely in play for us uh, here today. Uh, Josh loves the Hockenpah. Uh, Connor Murphy down to 3,500 for Chicago uh, makes sense as well. Who you got?
2: Listen, it doesn't matter what wingers you put
0: in your lineup. Zub Hockenpoff. Automatic dub. Yeah. Poof. Automatic dub. No, like,
2: let's not get silly. But yeah, uh, Yanni Hockenpoff for sure in play for me. The coach said he reminds me of Jamie Alexiak. You had me at Alexiak. So. Yeah, Yanni Hockenpott, Klingberg. If you're Pine Dallas, one he's still 4,400. Like that price is fine. Dell, also fine. Uh, the Jones brothers are fine. Murphy's fine. That's about it.
0: All right. Um, we only have a few minutes left. If everybody could throw us a thumbs up and click that subscribe button, uh, keeps us looking good for our bosses. Click that bell. Uh, to get alerts when we do go live. Thank you again to Yahoo Fantasy for being our sponsor. Uh, if you're a first-time Yahoo user, you want to get a free month of Osmo Plus Platinum, uh, check out the link uh, below. We have shows coming up all day long here today. Uh, coming up next, we have NBA Strategy with Emac and Gundacker. Then we have NFL Showdown Strategy with Mac- McCarthy, Terry, and Gashevsky right after them. Then we have NFL Prize Picks with EMAC coming back on the air with Aton at 1 Eastern. And then our MMA Live Before Lock at 1.30 Eastern. Then, of course, uh, your NBA Double Dose will start tonight at 5 Eastern. And they're followed by the NFL Saturday Night Showdown at 7.35 Eastern. So NBA and NFL all day long today with some college and some MMA sprinkled in all right let's get to this final game edmonton 3.2 implied goal total they're going into seattle the seattle kraken i almost called them the seahawks have a 3.2 implied goal total josh i went and looked at seattle's game law lo- or a shift chart for their last three games to see last three yes. home games to see how they're matching oh. they've used three different lines as a shutdown line in three straight different games I don't know who's getting McDavid tonight. What do you like here?
2: I'm not sure it matters, really. <laughs> like, we, we talk about how in the beginning of the season, they're like, on paper, this is supposed to be a good defensive team. Like, their numbers just, like, have not been good. It,
0: They've fallen off over the last yeah. month.
2: Yeah. I mean, may, like, Grubauer's been a bit better, but, like, in the beginning of the season, their defensive numbers were good, and Grubauer couldn't, you know, stop a beach ball from coming at him. Now the defensive numbers are falling off. Grubauer is stabilizing a little bit, so like, whatever. Like, I would imagine McDavid-Pouliard going to be some of the most popular plays on the slate tonight. Pouliard is still only forty-four hundred. His like McDavid-Wowie numbers with or without are like Stark with Pouliard. Like he's just better with Pooley-Arvey. Not that like McDavid needs Pooley-Arvey, but like they're just a better line when pooley there. If you want to leave Fogel off, that's fine. Like you can just power play stack, go McDavid. Pooley-Arvey, Nugent Hopkins, McDavid, dry saddle Like it's just a broken record when, when we're talking about Edmonton. It's the same thing every time you want to stack the top line, go for it, otherwise PowerPoint stack. Like, okay, so Duncan Keith was added to protocols. Marcus Nemelainen is on IR, so, like, they're just even more shorthanded defensively. And I want to get behind, like, a little bit of Seattle here. Like, their total isn't too bad at home, but, like, these lines are just brutal. And if McCann Eberle is going to get the McDavid matchup, like, I just – like, with McDavid, Pugliarvi, Fogle there, like, that's probably the best iteration defensively for McDavid line this season. So, like, I I don't want to use McCann Eberle if they're going to get McDavid. If they aren't, then, yeah, maybe I'll have some McCann Eberle. But, like, other than that, like, there's just nothing on Seattle, despite the total that I want to play.
0: Yeah, I agree. And we should also mention no R&H for tonight either. He's in protocol. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's in protocol, too. Yeah, Yeah, so it's going to be a pretty thinned out. Uh, Edmonton depth, I agree with you. I'd love to play like a, a geeky yarn crock or something like that, but there's just nothing that has been good. So Edmonton power play for me in this game. We got to get out of here. Um, like I said, I just like the Edmonton power play in that last game. Um, I'm going to ask you for your hat trick picks and your goalies. My hat trick pick for tonight is Travis Konechny, and my goalies are Alex Nadelkovich and Thatcher Demko. Who you got? I
2: actually don't mind Jake Ondrej tonight. Uh, It's super expensive, but he's a decent pay-up option. Um, Jack Campbell under 8K, interests me. Uh, Thatcher Demko as well. And my hat trick pick is going to be Lucas Raymond.
0: I like it. Lucas Raymond (laughs) on Detroit 1. Travis Konechny here. My hat trick pick. We're going to get out of here. We do have NBA coming up uh, right after us. Uh, We're going to be back uh, on Tuesday, I believe. Maybe Monday uh yeah so for producer tyler for josh harris I'm michael clifford saying good luck tonight everybody
2: lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky
1: lucky in line at the deli i guess Haha, in my dentist's office